And so it's another big thing that we do is just free leadership coaching to people who need it but can't afford it. Right. Okay. So we see that as a way to end cycles as well, right? Because mm-hmm. some of the cycles that our families get stuck in, generational poverty, right, or um, joblessness, or just being stuck in a job and not knowing how to get advancement. So we see our leadership coaching and our leadership cohorts as a way to help them break those cycles that have to do with financial um, issues or feeling stuck in their place of life. There's a place in Southern Oregon filled with gorgeous natural beauty, friendly yet independent people, and a mild, comfortable climate. That place is called Grants Pass. These are the stories of the people that live and work in Josephine County. These are the movers and shakers that make this place the best. This is Grants Pass VIP. Frank and Teresa Matz have been married for 25 years, have six kids, have been serving the Grants Pass community together for 20 years. In 2019, they launched Legacy Family and Leadership in an effort to support families in Southern Oregon. Their unique team dynamics and teaching styles sets them apart. Currently, they offer community parenting classes, communication classes, community workshops, leadership coaching and cohorts, and peer support and counseling. Frank and Teresa, welcome to Grants Pass VIP. Glad to be in your presence, brother. <laughs> I'm glad, glad to have you here. So we met via, I think originally through the Chamber of Commerce. Correct. I, I've seen you at speak at Rotary since then and, and other places. You guys are all over the place. Why don't you let everyone know a little bit more about who you are and, and what it is that you do? I like to say that we're kind of the, um, the parents to everybody, if that makes sense. That's kind of who, what we're known for, being parents to kids that don't have parents, being parents for um, adults that need a little bit of uh, direction, being that um, place where people can find support and empathy and compassion. And uh, yeah, I kind of feel like that it kind of sums us up in a bit of a nutshell. We're, we're the, the community parents, right? Yeah, I would say that we're, we love our community. We love the people in our community. Um, coming from my background of what I dealt with and different things, I want to help people like my parents. I want to help people like young Frank James and young Ter- Teresa. So serve in different ways we can do that. Right on. So how, how did you end up here in Grants Pass? What's your, what's your life story up to this point? Well, we were in Washington and uh, wanting to do something different and wanted to move and start a church. And we had a map and we put an X mark on Oregon saying we did not want to move here. We've driven through true, it yes. several times from California to Washington. And it was like a time warp for us. We just got stuck here forever and it took forever to get through the state and all the road construction. So we knew we didn't want to live here. And we ended up living here. Yeah, and Grants Pass was kind of the exact um, halfway point from where we lived up near Seattle to where our family was down in California. And so it was always the the spot that we would stop to get our kids out of the car, let them run around after getting stuck in, you know, hours of um, road construction traffic, regardless of which direction we were coming or going. Um, and it was that stopping point of Grants Pass and it was always that you know if we just moved here we would be home already (laughs) (laughs) and eventually we did Um, wow yeah and this is the first place that um, people have kind of up until that point in our lives people call this nomadic we've actually been here for 15 years 
for the first 10 years of our marriage, we were pretty nomadic um, with Frank being in the military and then us just trying to find the place that was the right fit for us. We moved a lot. We changed um, locations a lot, lived in different states. And something about this area just fit. Our kids loved it. We loved it. It took us a little while to get used to when we first moved here. We lived in Cave Junction. Mm-hmm. So coming from Seattle to Cave Junction, we would, um, at you know, like 9 o'clock at night, we'd put our kids in the car and drive to Walmart and wander around because we just needed to see people. You know, the town was closed down. Um, so it took a little bit to adjust to that. But it just felt like home, and we've been here ever since. Awesome. Uh, no, that's great. What led you into this into this line of work, into this calling? A desire to help people have an easier transition than we did. Um, so being the person in your family line, the first generation that wants to make a change, right? You want to change a generational cycle. You want to end um, generations of abuse or generations of poverty or generations of just um, a tough life. Um, finding the way to be the stopping point for that is hard, right? Taking a stand to do that is hard and doing that alone is really hard. And so like Frank says, we wanted to help people um, have a different life than he did or had a different life than his parents did. Taking that stand and finding people and surrounding yourself with people that make that possible is a big leap, right? And so we wanted to be that place where people could find that. We wanted to be that jumping off point and that support system um, for families and parents that wanted to change their kids' trajectory, right? They wanted to make an end from those cycles and be that that new legacy for their family, which is where we came up with the name Legacy for our organization mm. is we wanted to start new legacies for our families. Yeah, it's interesting. We, we did this exercise while um, we were at a workshop about what are our skill sets, what uh, does we see the need in our community, and kind of like where we think we'd be a good fit doing stuff. And we came up with, you know, parenting education, marriage education, leadership coaching, uh, communication classes. And then um, four years later, we were taking a drive out to the coast. And we said, hey, you remember, remember when we had that list together? Like, how come we're not doing any of that stuff? And then so we just started brainstorming how we, we would do it in our community. And then by the time we got to the coast, we had a business plan. We had everything marked out. I think we spent that whole weekend launching the nonprofit. And then it was from there. Yeah, was I like, remember. Oh. Yeah, we came back from our vacation. Everyone wanted to know, how was your vacation? It was great. We started a business. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. What's the top service? What's the most popular thing that you currently offer? Definitely parenting education. Yeah, so I think um, we're kind of set apart when it comes to parenting education that's available in the Valley. Because we are a team, um, we're a husband and wife, a mom and a dad, Um, so you're getting both aspects of parenting when we work together. Um, You see our partnership, but you're also seeing the viewpoint from both a mom and a dad. Um, And then also because we um, tend to specialize in helping parents of teens, Um, That is really, really popular. A lot of parenting education kind of stops at elementary school. Um, And when you're hitting junior high is right where, you know, you feel like you get through toddlerhood with your kids and you kind of coast through elementary school. And then you hit that like breaking point right about middle school where it's like things just go crazy again. Um, And a lot of parenting education stops before that, right? And so being um, educators that offer 
um, specific classes for parents of preteens and teenagers tends to get a lot of traction. That's when parents need help again, right? You go from being that new parent that doesn't know what they're doing to, oh my goodness, I don't know what I'm doing again. I thought I had this figured out. You change your parenting style from more of an authoritarian rule setter to like, okay, now I need to get my teenager to buy into the rules. Mm -hmm. I need to get my teenager to buy into the consequences. I need to get my teenager to buy into what we're doing and prepare them for adulthood. Right, slowly offering them autonomy, slowly offering them more choices in life and giving them responsibilities and helping them make good choices instead of just making those choices for them. And let them fail and with you. Right. So, so they're not out there on their own bankrupt to nothing. Like, okay, hey, you make a decision. That's a bad decision. Guess what? Mom and dad are still here to help you. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, I think that's kind of why we're successful when it comes to parenting education is that, you know, that community teamwork partnership and then also the parenting teens because that's a rough gig. Yeah. Yeah. The, le- le- the other big thing that we do is the leadership coaching and stuff. So I work for some bad bosses and I work for some really good bosses. And so I see a lot of people like, even our kids, our kids have worked for some people that I thought, man, that guy needs some coaching and what he's doing because he's doing a disservice to our community, how he's interacting with these young workers. And then they've had some good bosses that have been pretty good. So I want to be able to offer services in the community. And the cool thing about what we do is work with people like young Frank James. Uh, so I do a lot of leadership coaching, but I like to work with people who are not high achievers, who are not running a company. I like working with people who are like, hey, I got this entry-level job and I want to like make a difference. I want to get a promotion. I need to move forward. I want to have, instead of having a job, I want to have a career. So that's what I enjoy working with people. And so it's another big thing that we do is just free leadership coaching to people who need it but can't afford it. Right. Okay. So we see that as a way to end in cycles as well, right? Because mm-hmm. some of the cycles that our families get stuck in, generational poverty, right? Or um, joblessness or just being stuck in a job and not knowing how to get advancement. So we see our leadership coaching and our leadership cohorts as a way to help them break those cycles that have to do with financial um, issues or feeling stuck in their place of life. How would somebody, let's say in the, in the leadership position, mm-hmm. what would they do? They say, that sounds interesting to me. What would be the next step for uh, meeting up with you guys and finding out what you offer? The next step is message us on Facebook or email us or call us. And then I'll set up an initial meeting where we meet face-to-face uh, and talk about it, what's going on. And then I have an application process if mm-hmm. they decide to go forward with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's also like a survey at the beginning of things like, hey, what exactly are you wanting here? And make them kind of put it in their court. And then once that happens, I think i got six coaching going on right now. Uh, and it's six different things. Everything from someone trying to work on public speaking and having confidence doing that to someone trying to launch a school uh, to somebody trying to offer a service to the community that they've done you know years ago but now we're trying to do it again to someone that's like, hey, I got a job but I, got, I want something that's going to last for the next 15, 20 years. What do I do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, You can find a link to the application process on our website. All of our programming and community classes, parenting classes, leadership coaching, there are signups on our website, which is legacygp.org. Um, there's information about them, the different classes, different um, opportunities are all on there. 
another important thing to note about the leadership coaching is you don't have to be an adult in the career world. You can be um, a teenager in high school, um, somebody that's you know at that point of, how do I find my first job? How do I make a great resume? How do I interview well? How do I um, make an impact in that first 90 days at my new job so that my boss is going to want to um, give me more tasks and help me maybe move up a little bit faster? How do I decide if I want to go to trade school or do I want to go to college or do I want to get an apprenticeship? Um, so we're always willing to work with kids, you know, starting around 16 that are looking for uh, ways to impact their future as well. So, and I enjoy working with at-risk youth and high at-risk youth. Mm-hmm. So that's my background. So I enjoy working with kids that do not see a future. Or like in my case, I didn't think I'd ever hit 30 years old. I thought I'd be dead long before that, mm-hmm. let alone 40. Mm-hmm. And so I had no hope for the future. Right. Maybe they're the first kid in their family that has a goal of going to college, right? How do they get there? Or they have a goal of being a skilled tradesman. Right? How do they get to that point? So we want to help them get to their dreams and their goals. Or maybe it's just um, being brave enough to sit down and actually think of goals. Right? Maybe they don't feel like they can dream about stuff and helping them get to those places where they can. And do you work with people mainly one-on-one or in groups or in large groups? How, how's Both, that work? Right? So a little bit of everything depending on the person's comfort level and, and what their needs are? Mm-hmm. Leadership coaching is usually done one-on-one. Yeah. But then we offer leadership workshops, which are anybody can come to those. And then we also, also do leadership cohorts where about four to six people are in the group. Yeah, and the goal with those is to find local community members, business owners, people that are already leading in our community, and connect them with people that want to do more, right? So they're kind of feeding in as a peer mentorship, helping increase you know job skills in our community, helping increase our workforce to a better workforce, um, and kind of pouring into the next generation and giving them opportunities to mentor people within those cohorts. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I do work with high professionals as well. Like I work with teachers and I work with business owners. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I enjoy working with people who are like me. Right. Mm-hmm. We make sure that all, you know, we, a lot of our um, services are scholarshiped through grants. That's how we get to be able to give out free leadership coaching. Um, and so we make sure that through the application process that those scholarships are going to people that actually can't mm-hmm. afford coaching. Right? Yeah. We want to make sure that it's going to people that need free services and that it's not being eaten up by maybe somebody that could afford to pay a small amount for coaching um, to help yeah, I charge another those person people. to have free, right? <laughs> We might have a community member that can pay for coaching. That's awesome. So pay for your coaching and we'll use that as a scholarship to pay for somebody that can't do coaching. Sure. So, yeah. Oh, fabulous. So what are you most excited about right now? What project or, or side of, of your organization do you are you most excited about? I can tell you what's consuming us right now. Yeah. <laughs> so April is Child Abuse Prevention and Awareness Month. Um, so it's a huge month for us as an organization. So that is kind of consuming us right now, right? We have events and um, fundraisers and different things all month long for April. Um, so on April 1st, we have the Stand in the Gap um, community event, which will be downtown right across from the farmer's market. And it's going to be um, an awareness event where we will have a um, interactive art installation set up that will um, kind of show um, what risk factors families in our community face 
And then also, how can we support them as a community, right? What can we help build into our families? What protective factors can reduce those risks? And then it will also be a resource fair um, for families and individuals to find resources, organizations in our community that are helping families, um, or maybe places where people might be interested in volunteering to give back, right? And they might have opportunities for that as well. That's kind of our first big event. Um, we're doing a kids coloring contest all month long, pinwheels for prevention all month long, where we set up um, these blooming pinwheel gardens um, that are awareness setups. You know, somebody will pay us to come set up in front of their business or in front of their home or maybe in front of their friend's home. We're doing a cornhole tournament that's putting, being put on by Spirit of the Fair. Um, we're doing a bunco fundraiser. Uh, gosh, we're doing so much stuff. Uh, I'm trying to think, what else do we have going on? We're going to be doing a special class on protective factors at the end of the month. Mm. Um, so just all month long, we have just events going and prevention things and awareness. So yeah, it's kind of what we're consumed with right now, at least me. Yeah, yeah. and the other thing is in the fall, October is our uh, family game night. So we're looking for sponsors right now for family game night and putting together the plan, what that's going to look for and, and vendors. Yeah, so part of our parenting classes is we always encourage bonding, right? Because if you have just boundaries, all you spend all your time setting up boundaries and monitoring your kids to make sure they stay in those boundaries, but you forget to bond with your kids, mm. you're going to have anarchy, right? Mm -hmm. um, so we spend a lot of time talking to our families about how do you bond with your kids? How do you play with your kids? How do you create that, that loving environment? Um, and so we take those lessons from our classes and we set up a big a community event called Family Game Night. This will be our third Family Game Night, mm -hmm. I think. Um, and it's so much fun. We have tournaments and board games and you know bounce houses and things um, and prizes. And yeah, we just invite the whole community to come out and play games and you know have fun with their kids and face painters. And it's, a, it's a fundraiser, but at the same time, the Tickets are very affordable for families because we want our families to come. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the families we work with don't have the money for that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, like, we want to be able to get all the families over there so the prices are like... Yeah, it's $10 for any family, any size to come to Family Game Night. Um, but we also have sponsors that will sponsor so many free tickets, mm -hmm. right? And so we'll give away free tickets all year, all year long. We also um, will scholarship in families if they really want to come because we just want them to come out and have fun with their kids, right? And so we work a lot on getting business sponsors to help cover the cost of the prizes and the games and things so that we don't have a cost, um, don't have to transfer that cost down to our families. One of the latest topics that has been popping up quite a bit lately is content marketing. What is content marketing? It's all about that style of marketing that is telling a story that is entertaining and providing information. It's providing something that people find valuable unto itself, but it has a marketing message tied to it at some point. Uh, and in most cases, when we're talking content marketing, we're talking about marketing uh, that is free, but you could also have paid content marketing. And there, there's a lot of different styles of content marketing. It's just not online. It's not a new thing. It's been around forever. And there's many historical examples of content marketing that you can find. There's so much to it, but where do you start? If you've never done content marketing before, and if you don't know if it's right for you or not, you, your organization, your business, then you're going to want to check out my training, which is called, should we even do content marketing? 
And what this training is meant to do is to answer that question for you or to allow yourself to answer that question after you get the facts. I lay out the facts. I even lay out seven different reasons why you shouldn't do content marketing. So if you align with any of those seven things, you shouldn't do it. And that makes it easy for you. Walk away from it and focus your time in other areas. But content marketing is right for most people. If you're looking to make a difference and you're looking to put something out there and change people's lives, content marketing can be a huge addition to your outreach efforts. Go get that question answered. Go to contentmarketingquestion.com. That's contentmarketingquestion.com. Wow, that's great. Yeah. That's great. So if you could change one thing about what it is that you do, what would that be? Well, one thing we did just change is I've been the only paid employee for the last three years. Yeah. And so we just hired a second employee and that has been phenomenal. Um, that has been a huge kind of funding um, campaign that we've been doing since the beginning of the years, bringing in enough funds to have a second employee to yeah. give me a little bit of a break. Um, I think it's in our goal in the future to have a space um, where we can have our own building to be able to offer classes in a centrally located area in our town. Um, currently, we offer classes um, anywhere in Jackson and Josephine County. We're doing one right now at um, Recovery Cafe in Medford, um, but we would love to have a space where we can have rooms available for coaching in person, um, have classroom space available, have um, daycare space available for while our classes are going on so families can bring their kids, uh, maybe have a kitchen so we could do, you know, nutrition classes and things. And One, one of the uh, biggest things about our class that we do when it's, when it's working well and we have the space for it is we start off with everyone eating together. The kids, the parents, us as educators, hanging out, having fun, getting to know each other around a meal. And then we split up and the parents and their teenagers go into class and we teach. And then the little kids are off in a daycare area with mm -hmm. staff working with them and playing with them and stuff. So that, and then at the end we come back together for a little recap. Yeah. So that, that would be ideal. the older kids to come to the class and be part of the process. Which is really cool. So yeah, because I don't know if about you, man, but when I was a kid, you felt like you know, well, number one, parenting doesn't come with a manual, <laughs> and so try to figure it out. But if you could bring the teenagers a part of it and like give them the secrets to parenting, what their parents are doing, and they realize, oh my goodness, my dad or my mom doesn't hate me. Yeah, <laughs> they don't. They don't uh, try to make my life miserable. They're learning this as they're growing up too, <laughs> and so we're kind of almost in the same thing together. The kids are growing up and learning. The parents have already been in those shoes and walked that path, and they're trying to help their kid out the best that they can, but they don't have the answers. Mm -hmm. And so come up together with family rules, coming together to learn bonding. Some of the stuff that we've heard was uh, in our parenting classes is, man, I've been a parent for 20 years. i got 12 kids, been married for 20 years. Mm -hmm. I didn't think I was going to learn anything from you guys. This changed my life, and I wish I would have learned this in my first year. Mm -hmm. right. Like, it's huge. Yeah, I'm going to tell everybody about these parenting classes. I mean, but we've also had people say, well, you know, I'm not going to change who I am as a parent, but 
um, here's some money to keep teaching and um, feeding, people. feeding people because if you feed the dads they'll come mm-hmm. so you know I take that as an encouragement that they they might um, say they're not learning anything but they they found something yeah. in it you know <laughs> um, maybe they're being a little stubborn about wanting to say <laughs> that they learned something that they yeah. did we also encourage the teens to come we tell them and this is 100% true that if you come to the class we will teach you the tricks of the trade of how to get what you want in life mm-hmm. right how to get your parents on the same side as you how to um, in the fighting and the yelling and how to negotiate with your parents in a healthy way so that you're going to get the things that you want in life Mm -hmm. right Um, be there so that your parents can't pull you know any tricks or manipulation know what we're teaching them right be part of the process and it's cool the parents like it and then what it does is it gives everyone the same language Mm -hmm. like so you know for instance what one of the things that we talk about is the four parts of you the nurturing side the nurtured side the bully side or the um, victim. victim side and so giving people that language so that when someone's acting in a bullyish way you could say hey your bully is showing or hey I'm you're acting a little stabby like a little cactus right <laughs> or when someone's acting like the victim and they get in that victim box you know, calling it out, like saying, hey, well, you're acting like a victim. And they know what that is, and they're not offended by it. They're like, yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm acting like a toddler. So it kind of helps give language for that. And it also just gets a huge buy-in for the teenagers and the parents to say, this is what we're trying to do. And we have kids. Well, matter of fact, we're working with people right now who have only been parenting for about a year because they've been in drug addiction for years. Mm-hmm. And they have teenagers parenting for the first time. And so working with them to set up different things one of the parents told us this last week or two weeks ago, I've only been to seven classes, uh, and this has cha- completely changed our house, mm-hmm. completely changed our life and how we're doing everything, and it's so much better. Right. And so that's, that's what we're after. We want to change lives. We want to make a healthy, thriving Absolutely. families. Mm. Well, where, do you, where do most families and students find you how are they, are they being referred is it word of mouth are there organizations specifically that are yes that are directly <laughs> yeah. yeah so yes. one of the things we want to we want to do is we want to normalize parenting education yeah. we think every parent should go through parenting education mm-hmm. to learn things we've been teaching classes now for four years three and a half four years and we go through it and we're like oh man it's good to be reminded of that principle or oh i haven't i haven't been doing that it's good to be good to be reminded of that so we think everyone should do it, um, but not everyone's doing it. <laughs> we do get we did get a lot of word of word of mouth referrals. People who have taken the classes before, we get a lot of people who have taken the class, loved it, and are taking it again. Mm-hmm. We get referrals from we get referrals from caseworkers. So the classes that we teach, our parenting classes, are always. Um, going to um, cover any court mandated parenting Mm. classes so whether their kids are in foster care um, they have anger management issues whatever it is if they're court mandated to take a class our classes count for that so we do get referrals that way Um, we get referrals from other community organizations Um, the family connection has a really great calendar on their website where they list all the parenting education and parenting classes in jackson and josephine county so we get traction from there Um, social media you know, um, anywhere that we can just get it out. We have, um, we send it out to all the different organizations in the community that are serving families and just try to get it up in as many spaces as we can. Um, and then often we'll have, like the class we're teaching right now is contracted through somebody. And so we're um, offering it as a service to their organization and they are then sending it out to everybody that they serve and inviting the public as well, um, but really, um, 
advertising it to the the community members that they're serving so we yeah so it's kind of a mixed bag we have a lot of ways we're getting it out there um, most of our classes are open to anybody in the community unless somebody has specifically um, sponsored and paid for a closed class um, for just their um, clients mm -hmm. okay great so if we were to meet like 12 months from now let's say we had you back on the podcast or what have you and we look back over the over the last year what would have had to have happened from now until then for you to feel happy uh, with where you're going in terms of progress both professionally and personally well i would say for us to be thinking to be successful was number one where classes are still going on people are still signing up um, the funding's there through the grants and the donations and we're looking forward to maybe hiring another employee or or and I would say looking at looking at our own facility it'd be huge yeah I think one of our goals this year has been to expand services um, and we've slowly been doing that so I would love to see um, us never having gaps between our offered parenting classes so our classes and are always free to the community which means they have to be paid for somehow right so whether that is sponsored through a grant um, or a contract with a community organization they have to be paid for right we have to pay our educators we have to pay for the classes um, we have to pay for the supplies and so having constant funding streams is really important so being able to offer classes without there being gaps where parents are calling us and i'm like oh, okay we have to wait four weeks before you can start a class right mm -hmm. i want to be able to have that always an option um, and one of our goals is um, working on grant funding to get um, tech so that we can tape classes so that when somebody misses a class and they really wanted to see that class we can offer them a digital version of that class so that they're not missing that information we don't tape our live classes because we want parents to feel comfortable sharing right we want them to be able to be vulnerable and get support from the people in their class with and so we don't tape that right we don't want that to be out there for people to hear later um, so we do have a goal of being able to um, tape classes with a class that is prepared for that right mm -hmm. they're kind of like a class of people that are taking it specifically for that taping purpose um, so that we can offer that as a backup for people that missed a class they were sick or they had to work or something um, so that's been on our strategic plan for a while oh that's yeah. great what are the obstacles standing in your way of getting to those places well right now we just made a just did a huge obstacle jump by hiring a development director yeah so the, her full-time job is to get the word out and get funding Got and that it. kind of stuff. So oh, that's wow. huge. Writing oh, yeah. grants, sure. So oh, wow. grant funding, you know, as you when you first start out, if you're not um, paying a professional grant writer, which is something as a small nonprofit we just can't afford to do, mm -hmm. you're probably going to um, get maybe 25% of the grants that you apply for. Yeah. So that's a full-time job in itself, yeah. applying for grants. Um, so just being able to bring on somebody that their job is fundraisers and grants mm, is a big deal. Yeah. Um, I hope that will put us a step in the right direction to have that funding really secured so we can do those things. Yeah, that seems to be the, the big thing that that gets you to all the rest of your goals, right? right the facility yeah. and everything else. Mm -hmm. Finding those about, community members that really believe in our uh, mission and want to be a part of that is really big. That's, that, that's great. As we kind of wind down a little bit here, is there any is there any questions I haven't asked you yet that you'd you'd want to answer? 
Who is Teresa Matz? Who's Teresa Matz? Uh, Teresa Matz is, I don't know, who am I? I'm a mom. I'm really a caregiver. It's funny. I have a, a job that forces me to be a public speaker, forces me to be extroverted. I mean, that is not me at all. That is very much a learned trait. I am a super big introvert. I am very shy, um, but I love teaching. I love teaching with my husband. I love um, seeing families and parents make those connections and kind of those aha moments, right? Um, I love seeing families come in that maybe at the beginning, um, the, the teens were obviously forced to be there and um, they're kind of sitting a ways off from their parents. But towards the end, you can see connections being made and you can see the kids happy with being at the class. Um, you can see them actually engaging. I love that, right? I love to see families um, really bond. So I've always had a heart for women in general, um, especially women that have had hard lives, maybe had a lot of trauma in their life, mm. um, and seeing them really take that back and um, feeling powerful in their life and not um, be a victim to what their past was. So, yeah, I guess that's who I am. <laughs> are you going to toss the question back at him? Yeah, Mr. Matz, who are you? Nenu, nenu. Man, I love being a father, a dad, uh, and I love being a husband. I love life. I'm not a public speaker either, but that's what I do for a profession. <laughs> I pastor a church. Um, I teach parenting classes, leadership coaching. And my whole goal behind everything is I want to, I want to inspire change. I want to help people. I want to encourage people. Um, I want to be, one of the things that hurt me a lot as a kid, watching people interact with my parents and not giving them dignity and respect because of their economic status. And I want to be able to help people out and give them dignity, respect, encouragement, regardless of who they are or their past. Well, I love going down to the park and talking to people who are living in tents and try to help them get out. We've placed, I think, seven people now out of tents and in housing, whether it's Hearts of the Mission, the Gospel Rescue Mission, drug and alcohol treatment facilities or a detox center they get them out of the tent and a place where they can thrive and then also getting them plugged into training like vocational training and i have resources to help it free through youth 715 and so i love doing that i love serving the the community yeah that's who i am right on so how could a listener who wants to know more about what you provide uh, find out more. Well, they can go to our website, www.legacygp.org. That's legacygrantspassgp.org. <laughs> or they can follow me on social media at Big Bible Daddy. <laughs> um, yeah, we, oh my goodness. Yeah, so we have a website that has a lot of really great information. Um, all of our stuff for Prevention Month is up there. All of our classes and our workshops, our um, coaching is all on our website. Um, we also have a list of the different workshops and classes that we can offer um, to private um, organizations. We love to come into organizations and do um, staff meetings on communication or goal setting, those mm. kind of things. We have lots of really great workshops for that. 
Um, we do have a Facebook page where we put up a lot of our classes and our community stuff. So it's just Legacy Family and Leadership on Facebook. Um, we put a lot of our information there. Um, and yeah, you can always contact us through Facebook or our website. We'd love to meet with people in person and chat with them. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, wow, I really want to have coffee with Frank, you can reach out to me. Or maybe if you have a youth that you're like, you know what, my kid's struggling and we need help, call me, 541-295-5981. Or you can text me at 541-295-5981. Wow, that's great. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, thank you so much for being on Grants Pass VIP. Absolutely. Thanks thank for you. the honor and the privilege, Brian. Brian J. Pombo. <laughs> <laughs> really good conversation here with Frank and Teresa and it was great getting to know them a little better and I've even gotten to know him better since this conversation. Uh, he's, he's a new member of the Greater Grants Pass Rotary which is fabulous. It's the same club that I belong to and uh, they're just amazing people. If you didn't get that from this then you need to re-listen or you need to plug in with some of their events. They are everywhere involved with so many of the different clubs, organizations, charities, the churches, all the individuals that are making a difference, especially on the nonprofit side of things, Frank and Teresa seem to be connected with. It's amazing. Just a really incredible couple and so young, but have so much life experience to be able to pass on. Uh, so much wisdom and so forth and it, it's great meeting people like this if you aren't out and about in josephine county i highly recommend getting out and about and meeting some of these people because they will improve your life just by watching their example there's just something inspiring about that right i hope you have a good one Join us again on the next Grants Pass VIP, brought to you by the team at brianjpombo.com. Helping movers and shakers in Southern Oregon and beyond stand out. That's B-R-I-A-N-J-P-O-M-B-O.com. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest or a sponsor on Grants Pass VIP, go to grantspassvip.com forward slash contact. Guests who appear on the show do not necessarily endorse the opinions of the host or sponsors. The theme music is Funshot by Kevin McLeod. Our host is a Grants Pass resident and business strategist, Brian Pombo. I'm executive producer, Shawnee Douglas. Until next time, live rogue and have fun.